Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Very tasty. Extremely delicious. Mm. Mm, crunchy. Mm. Crunchy. Crunchy. <laughs> like like, oh, rice, some like, crunchy like audio. rice Krispies or, or bones, yeah. like tiny little bones. Or gravel. Yeah, Any, rice Krispies anything. is actually bone. I bet you guys yeah. didn't know that. Those little bones. Wait, what? Tiny little bones. What? Rice Krispies are yeah. tiny little bones. Tiny little bones. Oh, snack, tiny little bones. crackle, yeah. and pop. They're the little they're bones of the guys. Yeah, they're little yeah. elf bones. Mm-hmm. They're tiny little elf bones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> well, they re- they regrow. Elf bones gr- regrow pretty easily. So like, sure. they remove the bones from snap, crackle, and pop, and then uh, they grow back, and they just keep right. sort of siphoning out the, the I mean, tiny little bones. We're just eating. You're just eating a bowl full of thousands and thousands of their little fingers, their little yeah, finger let's, bones. Yeah, let's be clear. They we they produce it so much. They're basically in a farm, in a cage, constantly. Yeah, they're they're hanging in like they're hanging in like little little hammocks, little like little like slings, and they're just dangling above a a a big old pail, and they just shoot finger bones out of their hands constantly, and it hurts every time. Yeah, looks and sounds like torture, and it is in a way. But they're cartoons, so you know how much cartoons. So luckily, they have no legal protection in the United States. So what does it matter? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, hello. For all we know to them, torture tickles. You know? Exactly. Sorry, Sorry Tom. No, you're fine. <laughs> you were like, all right, come on. Let's start the show. Let's start the show. All right, bits over. Um, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> we're on episode of Strike Cast. Strike Cast. It's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things and, and the show that we've always done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm the other one, David Bell. I'm Cody. I'm a guest. Hello. Cody. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. I, thank you. Is this your first strike me. cast? This is my first strike cast, yes. Oh, boy. Ooh, good luck. I'm excited about yeah. movies. Yeah, you do, right? How yeah. are you? I'm good. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, our That's schedule is a little different this week, so I had a little more time. I'm happy to be here and glad I can talk about the serial torture that we yes apparently <laughs> and movies engage in. It's, and, it, movie, yeah. and movies yeah um uh uh hey hey what do you what do you uh hey you have anything to plug <laughs> there you go 
Hey, yeah. Um, I uh, host a show called Some More News. Uh, Mr. David Bell uh, is the head writer for that show. If you like your David Bells, then check mm. us out. Uh, Tom also writes for us. If you like the Tom, you check mm. us out. Um, and other people are involved. <laughs> uh, I co-host a podcast called Even More News um, with Katie Stoll. And I also uh, am in a band called The Hot Shapes. Uh, please check us out on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. It's The Hot Shapes. Google it. I, I did check you out. Very good. Oh, thank good you. Good band. Thank you. It's a, yeah, very, I really very, enjoyed it. Very hot and very shapely. Hell yes. yeah. I appreciate that. We're working on our second yeah. album right now. It's a little oh, sweet. that's awesome. A little rougher, a little harder, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Nice. A little like a rougher, hotter shape shape like a hot yeah. mm-hmm. the, ru- the rough okay. hot shape a slightly hotter shape yeah exactly mm-hmm. nice um cool it just cool, has me- cool, it's cool. a shape with messy hair mm-hmm. right it's the rough shape like josh hartnett exactly hair? all right like we've all good, been good, in kindergarten good. we know about the shapes yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> um oh geez we got some interesting trailers we i'm gonna do, do a, new, a yeah, more hype do. week soon because that's kind of building up but that's not what this week is but before we get to trailers we have to thank some producers. We sure do, Dave. Uh, we sure so do. So a big, big old sloppy thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you so thank much. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you so much. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootleson. Thank you. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Brian who Tom knows. Thank you. Thank you to Broccoli Loves the Meat Nilly. Thank you. Thank you to Burrito who wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska because they loves y'all. Pick it up. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thanks. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. And thank you to David Knife Boot. Knife Vincent. Boot. Knife in Beat. Dean. All right. So I'm starting to like get really precise here in our trailers. This is the week. The same week this, this is coming week. out, the same okay. weekend. Okay. These are the top ten films, not counting the ones we already covered. Um, there was still like the fugitive was still in there. Um of, course. of September of one nine nine three. Nineteen ninety three, which is fifty years ago. Uh, <laughs> and we're starting with number ten, all the way going down to number one. Uh, doing the countdown. Here we go. Starting with Into the West, a movie I never saw. Oh, man. Mm-mm. This is a, an Irish as hell movie about Gabriel Byrne, two little kids, and a white horse that came out of the sea. <laughs> it's so, so Irish. This is the most Irish movie I've ever seen. It's the Irish goddamn. It's like, like, like the secret of Ronan Ish and then this movie. Those are the two most <laughs> Irish I mean, movies. Brendan Gleeson is in this. Of course and, he is. Of course. Yeah. I didn't even need to see him in the trailer to know that he no. was in this movie. <laughs> it's every actor from Ireland, every which Irish includes... actor is in this movie. Yeah, Cole Meany. Of course Cole of course, Meany's Cole. in it's, this. It, it's I'm... Cole Meany in, a, in one of those little shepherd's caps, too, because was... of course that's what he's wearing. Yeah, I lost my fucking mind when he showed up in this, obviously. Um, this person directed, I'm looking, a Harry Potter. This person yeah, it's Mike is... Newell. It's Mike Newell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did a bunch of stuff, but this, it's funny. It feels like once every few years, there's one of these, right? Like Irish there, indie. There used to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. this is definitely horse movies, especially like in the early, yeah, I, early to mid nineties. We had a lot of like these horse movies. Why <laughs> did we do that? Uh, hmm. To celebrate the noble horse. I guess so. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking that watching the trailer 
and definitely horse movie is a specific genre obviously um, right. you got your like your wild hearts can't be brokens etc hell yeah um hell yeah uh exactly hell yeah um <laughs> but uh i feel like there's also a lack of just like uh, uh, one animal bringing people together <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, not just horses, but just, like, an animal. It's usually a dog or a horse, right? Like, the hierarchy, it feels like we do dog, then horse, um, and then, like, miscellaneous after that. Like, some sea animals and things, and, yeah. Yes, dolphins or whales every now and then. Elephant, I think. Give give Bill Murray an elephant. Mm -hmm. I, I think maybe part of it is we had all these horses laying around, right? And like dogs, we they're trainable. Where, like, they could hit marks and stuff. And that's why you don't see, like, cat movies as much, well, right? Because cats, like, we love cats, but they're not filmable. Right. Every, every, <laughs> right, right. Every, yeah. cat, every cat you've seen, it's kind of like babies in a movie. Every cat you've right. seen in a movie was played by six cats. Six cats trained right, to yeah. do, like, the literally to do one, one thing. One specific thing, yeah. thing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing they will do. But no, I, I think that might, that's probably true definitely for dogs. I think for horses because a lot of these horse movies are based on like like black beauty um uh war horse, uh, war horse sure wild hearts can't be broken um uh, this story feels like it's it's based on something but anyway like like horses especially like a hundred years ago used to represent like 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 hope for the future right because like you can put like a horse is a vehicle too, in addition yes. to a companion. Yeah, yeah there's, there's hope, there's freedom, there's a and that's lot like, of feelings. Right, freedom, yeah, right? And that's like kind of like the point of this movie, where it's like these two little kids are using this horse to try to go west for some damn reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so like just, the uh, it's like a radio flyer, but living. Yeah, so I just yeah. Think, so I feel like because of what they represent in that way, horses just get wrapped up in a lot of like fables and fairy tales right. and folklore uh, and stuff. I've said it before, and I'll say it again: horses are one of the few colleagues we have for mm-hmm. animals that we are like work buddies like aragorn is working with that horse you know like a horse right right it, it, because you got to get places and you're like i'm gonna need that horse and you kind of have to work with the horse and it's like it's that and like dogs and that's say, pretty like dog, much it like sled dogs things like that they're like they're like there are work dogs but even right. then most of the dog movies are just like my companion my buddy yeah um it's not that sort of like the the co-worker aspect that you're talking about which is true of horses it's like everything it's like this is my friend this is my vehicle uh this is my co-worker uh this is like yeah like a partner almost yeah i can store stuff on it yeah Mm -hmm. if you own a farm it like runs half the mission it's like your horse is your whole life yeah worst case scenario that's a meal right there yeah like you know if you're in a bind it's tough yeah. I also wonder if there aren't just aren't like individual animal movies anymore because uh, uh, we have uh, we bought a zoo which is just all the animals and they got out of the way. I haven't seen yeah, we a zoo. that's I just true. That it's about all the, the animals like bringing them bringing them together. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he, happens. He jumped on that grenade for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was that Channing the the, the Tatum Dog. movie. Yeah, Channing Dog, Tatum. Which the most surprising thing about that was there hadn't been a movie named Dog yet. <laughs> Apparently, it was like, oh yeah, you could just call one of these dog. You wait. Did. Are you talking? You're talking about a not Jupiter Ascending where he plays a dog. No, this is a movie where he uh, has to where he befriends a dog. He befriends a dog with PTSD. It, like oh, just called dog. Country. Yeah, here we yeah. Go. yeah. Like uh, like pig taters like and like a dog. Pig, yeah, like your yeah. Okay. Um, 
But I Cole Meany and a horse, and it seems to be a rogue horse. Like the horse goes on a rampage of some sort. Mm-hmm. With oh the yeah, kids it on came it. Out, it through came out a, of the ocean, like Dave. It also yeah, it like went through a wall apparently at some point. Yeah, yeah, it might be magical. Yeah. This trailer also has that that voice, the story for the ages voice, which I forgot existed in the '90s. Where you, it's like you don't have the intense voice person, you don't have the comedy voice person. You need like an in between. It's the indie mm-hmm. movie voice person. Where it's yeah. like it's gritty, yeah. but it's still lighthearted. It's got a little yeah. bit of both. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of horny. It's like a little rom- mm-hmm. It's romantic, right? It's for a romantic yes. yeah movie um, or a horse movie. It's definitely for a horse movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking They're of, one in the same. Speaking of romance, Dave. Uh this <gasps> next trailer. Wow! <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah, killing it's it. A, it's not a segue if you, if you take a victory lap. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good segue if you take yeah. a victory lap. I mean, listen, I mean, listen I'm, I'm, I'm not the one who acted like they just won the lottery. You guys all that's reacted fair, like <laughs> it struck gold. It was incredible. So. All right, let's let's talk about true romance. Still about um, yeah, <laughs> was uh, was Brad Pitt already like I th- my my understanding really. was, this... he was he was on the rock like he had done Cool World and California. I, well, actually, I think California's ninety. Well, actually, the California was this year. It was ninety three. All right, because like he is featured in this. It's They're so like, and funny. Brad Pitt. And <laughs> he I'm gets, like, he's in one scene. Part of the ensemble. Two, yeah, yeah. He's in like two or three, but it's a very small role in. Yeah, it's not like because also that's like kind of a different era too, right? Where it's like we have a lot more like fewer, like fewer, but like more specific, like famous actors. Right. And there's kind of like a choice where it's like, all right, you're the one. Now we're gonna do. We're gonna make you a star. Right. Um, and it was. Currently, Christian Slater. I, had exactly. he done? Had he done like cuffs? Was he like cuffs had come out? Yeah, this seems post yeah. cuffs. This, this does seem post cuffs because yeah. it's like yeah. gritty Christian Slater. Yeah, exactly. There's it's a vibe for yeah. him. It's like, oh, you did cuffs. Now you're this guy. Also, the like, Val he, Kilmer of it all. You never actually see Val Kilmer's face, I believe, in this movie. I don't think so. Right? I was surprised. That's, tr- that's true. That his name yeah. even popped up. I was like, wait, he's in this? I don't remember right. that. This yeah. is. Um, I haven't seen this in a while. And I, this has that Boondock Saints Scarface vibe where it, you feel like, oh, this movie's a red flag. But I don't remember it actually being that. You know what I mean? It's a ver- it's very Tony Scott. I, yeah. I have I have also haven't seen it in a while, but it is it is in it's the perfect it's exactly the movie you would expect if Quentin Tarantino wrote a Tony Scott movie. Yeah, it, it's almost like when they're like from the director of Top Gun. I just I constantly forget it's Tony Scott because yeah. it's not really like anything he did. He also apparently Roger Avery also has a credit on this as a writer. Um, oh. hmm. So I guess it's a co-write. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I want to see it again. Uh, for me, it, I remember being like, like natural born killers but less depressing like well, they, more of the, a the two leads like christian slater and patricia arquette in this movie, they're not like they they the trailer pushes it as like bonnie and clyde but they're not like unlikable that's what i remember oh, yeah, i remember them yeah. being not like they're like yeah, scumbags like, but i didn't hate them kind of like like christian slater's a little slimy and and alabama uh patricia arquette's crazy but like they're not right. like they're not really like unlikable so it's yeah. yeah, it's a little. It's a, it's it does. It's you're. It's not anywhere near as much of a bummer as natural or as upsetting as Natural Born Killers. For it's sure. a, it's no. a Tarantino movie. It's a Tarantino it, crime movie. Yeah, where it's like serendipity and like you know all these weird things. Yeah, double triple Kalesi. crosses, yeah. seemingly disparate plot points coming together. It's a it's a pretty standard 
what would become like the crime movie template of the 90s because of Tarantino is it has also they don't even mention fucking James Gandolfini's in this as one of the thugs wow. there's I don't like remember this, him at all oh yeah he's in it uh Michael Rappaport um Samuel Jackson's in it it's it's like it is stacked the, uh, um, the, and of the, course Gary Oldman uh, playing a real Kevin Corrigan I believe is in this uh, oh yeah probably that would make sense um, yeah, Gary Oldman playing just fucking white dude with dreadlocks, and it's like, that, my yep, goodness. Gary yep, it's so funny in this movie. It's yeah. The, it's the fucking scene that um, Barry's scene partner does in the first episode of Barry. <laughs> I haven't seen that. The guy that he, the guy that you're right. Yeah, the guy, the guy that he's there to murder is doing the Gary Oldman scene from True Romance. I forgot about that. Right. Side note, Dave, you should watch Barry. It's you should incredible. watch Barry. Yeah. I'll watch Barry. I'll watch uh, it. It's so good. Um, Man. That's not yeah, what we're talking um, about now. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I don't know, is that a breaking the strike to say go watch Barry? Or... Right. The one thing I remember yeah, that was weird about this movie, and I know it's just because of the casting, is that Dennis Hopper's in a position where he's like victimized. And I remember being like, I can't, I just can't picture that. Like, uh-huh. I can't finish a situation where Dennis Hopper, it, it's Dennis Hopper, and it's like, who could possibly do that? Christopher Walken. And it's like, yeah, that's that's it. Pr- yeah, that's like, the one guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Out, 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 creep out Dennis Hopper. I right, guess it's, Christopher Walken. I was thinking about. Um, I'm thinking ahead to Reservoir Dogs, and it's like it's it would be like if Lawrence Tierney was the one that Michael Madsen tied to the chair. It's like, right. I'm, not, I'm not buying this. I don't yeah, think exactly. You can intimidate Lawrence Tierney. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's weird casting, but. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Christopher Walken, I just have to say I love how the uh, voice uh, guy says his name in this trailer. Uh, it's everyone is normal, and then suddenly at the end, it's like Christopher Walken. 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 Walken is how he says The voice it. actor, it. They're, so, they're like, so you haven't heard of this actor. You've never, yeah, so <laughs> you've never heard of Christopher Walken. Or have you not heard of the word walk? Right. Like, Walken. Yeah, Walken. It's so good. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> really unimportant, but, uh, yeah. you know. And then, oh, of course, I just wanted Thomas to call Sizemore. Out, yeah, the Tom Sizemore yeah. appearance in this trailer is a real jump scare. Mm-hmm. He's always oh. a shocker, and like <laughs> the thing about Tom Sizemore is like he's a great thug and stuff, but he always surprises me when he's in a movie. Yeah. And it's nothing against him; he's a good-looking guy, but he always kind of looks like a grip, like that maybe they like hired Want, to or be like in the wandered movie. on. Yeah, wandered like, in. Like, we I'm can't just cut like, around oh. him, so. It's Tom Sizemore yeah. again. What is he? And he's in everything. No. And it's like, I love, he's been in over 200 films. Oh, my God. And, and he again, plays the same guy in yes! all 200 of them. That's the thing. And I, I liked Tom Sizemore. I have, to, I have to make that clear. So did I. But yeah, I so am I. lightly baffled by that. Does he deal drugs? Like, is it where they're I like, mean, we got to get Tom on set you because he has sure the... he's around. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's certainly done the opposite end of that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very familiar um, with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true romance. Um, and of course, I mean, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. She's great. She's great. She's, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about the man without a face. Oh, man. Oh, oh so, is this man, uh, Mr. Gibson's first uh, direct? I'm not sure if it's his first. I feel like he might have done like Forever Young. Yeah. Um, okay. But this, is, this is definitely Wait, like am- okay. among his first. I don't, yeah. I'm not positive if he directed Forever Young. I feel like he okay. might have. He might have because also there's a shot in this trailer uh, for Man Without a Face that's like, that's Forever Young. 
Uh, <laughs> right. Specifically when they're flying the plane, I'm like, ah, Forever Young. Ah, no, Steve Miner directed Forever Young. Sorry. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Can't you guys, did we talk about this already? Do we know that Forever Young was written by J.J. Abrams? What? That movie is fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. No. Sure that was. Makes a lot of sense. That adds up to me. That's so I'm funny. Like, oh I'm my god. Up, I was looking it up, and it's like written by Jeffrey Abrams. I was like, wait. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Ah, <laughs> oh, buddy. That's so oh, funny. Man, I love this, Forever Young. Yeah. Is this like I based do. off a book or anything? Not. I like to Forever my Young too. By the way, that's a great film. Yeah, it just feels like it's based off something. Yeah, it's. Because the man without a face, like I'm like he has a face, and that seems like in like an old timey like, like that it seems is, like an old book Isabel about someone. Holland's novel from 1972. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Is it does uh, have that vibe? Yeah. yeah, I have to point out who the child is in this. It's Nick Stahl. Do it's it. Nick yeah, Stahl. <laughs> it's it's fucking yeah. John Connor in Terminator Three, mm-hmm. uh, and other people. And uh, other ye- the well. yellow bastard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the yellow bastard. Nick fucking stall. Yeah, it's wild. I love also this trailer. So, ah, oh, God, we need to bring good trailers back. Uh, this trailer obviously has the voice go- doing its voice thing. Um, oh, yeah. And it's like, Justin McCloud is living in isolation or whatever. Uh, and then it's like, uh, meanwhile, Charles Norstad is this. And it's like, wait, that's a child. The child character, I've like right. the saying a full name of like the child character is very odd to me in a trailer. Oh, yeah. Like Charles Norstadt. Oh, you mean that little kid, Chuck? Yeah, his uh, so like I, his name apparently is Charles E. Nordstadt. and I'm like, oh, just make him Charles E. Cheese. Come on, it was right <laughs> yes, there. Yes, you're so close. Yeah. Charles, yeah. Charles Entertainment, Entertainment Nordstadt. Exactly. Holy shit! It was just very yeah, off-putting is, to hear like I a, saw this the once full a name of like yeah. Uh, I feel no need to see this again. Uh, I love that in the feel good trailer <laughs> he uses the R word. Oh my god! Like, it's so like funny. in the first thirty seconds, I'm like, well, Jesus I mean, you Christ. also females. He drops yes. the females. It's so funny. He's like, I don't like living with three females. Yeah, who make and, me feel and, like an R word. Yeah, ben R. Shapiro. Exactly. He really feels like a little Ben Shapiro. And then his his and then he's under the wing of Mel Gibson. I'm like, man, it's, that's not good. Oh, yeah. You're in the wrong place. Pal. Mel Gibson's like, let me tell you it's about so females. It's, like, uh, Jesus Christ. I do remember really liking this movie as a little kid, but like. There's yeah, no way it it's impossible. There's no yeah, way you can watch this in 2023, right? Fine. No, probably not. Um, I would as, pay to watch it. Yeah. What was that, um, Cody? Yeah, oh, just, uh, uh, I don't know if you wanted to bring up, because I remember, like, I remember seeing this, like, pretty young, like, oh, that's a fine movie, you know, the famous actors in it, uh, a movie, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do remember that, uh, as you point out in the doc, uh, the main conflict of the film is that, like, they think he's molesting this child. Yep. Right? I, yep. So I didn't that's know that. what happens mm-hmm. in the trailer. Nope. <laughs> yes. Like, and here's the thing, I need I kinda need to watch this now because are they acting like that's like an, a bad thing to do? Like <laughs> I if a little boy was going to this like like this guy's house in the woods every day, I would check in on that, right? Like I would be like, What's what's that all about? Uh is that like are they like the like are the people doing that accusation like depicted as like bad? They're for depicted doing as that? they're depicted as 
being um Oh, prejudiced. I couldn't it's like find the word. Because right, right. of yeah. his face. Because of his face, yeah. yeah. Because it's not, because I feel like it's not dealt with in the way of like, oh, we're concerned that our child is like going off in the woods. It's more like this like ugly man is alone. And they sort right. of like, they don't like necessarily investigate it well. Right, I they're think. like, if he was good looking, it'd be fine. Right, like, right. Yeah. I, uh, but it's been, it's been so long. I feel like I haven't seen this since it came out. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I I feel like I w- I need to see this again because this is such a um like a unique artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. It really yeah. is, man. Yeah, because I've always known this film exists, but I don't think about it. You know, why would I think about yeah, it? Yeah, why would you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of movies I always knew existed, the Joy Luck Club is our next trailer. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen this movie, but I just have to point out that we have the entire O'Brien family represented here today because Rosalind Chow is, in fact, Keiko O'Brien on Star Trek, TNG, and DS9. And she is, I didn't realize, one of the main characters in this movie. Uh, so nice. I'm just, I'm glad we got Chief O'Brien and Keiko O'Brien represented. Molly Molly O'Brien is not in these trailers, Aww. as far as I know, though. Um, Has either of you guys seen this movie? I've not. No, I have. But when it came out, this this was like you notice like the trailer is all about like from the novel by Amy Tan, and they're really focusing on the novel. Like, yeah. if you guys remember, this book was like everywhere. Um, in the early '90s, it was like this one is, of the yes. one of the big hits of the early '90s. This is one of those, right, where it's like, yeah, I, I, we've we have these today, right, where these movies are huge for like a year, and then we just kind of forget about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those, and I I, I want to watch this because I don't know, it, it looks good, and also like I might be wrong, but this feels like one of those movies like Fried Green Tomatoes, where like something fucking nuts is in it and like i don't know what Does i can't that make sense? i can't really remember i seem to remember it's just the story about these different generations of of women and their adult daughters kind of like i mean that's fine too i i, I really only had like it's one of these movies that like my mom and my aunts rented and we all just it right. was like like cody was just saying ah a movie so i just like sat down and watched it <laughs> right like my it's like beaches or something 10 year old self like yeah yeah exactly it's like ah oh, the adults are watching people talk at each other so right yeah and it's I, just, mean, I, I remember it being one of those movies about like adult drama, you know, capitalized. It's um, like coming of age and shit. A, a little bit later than coming of age. It's like oh, okay. it's more about like reconciling with your parents in middle age. Kind of when they're in middle age. I don't know. It's I need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch it again. Oh, sorry, I want to watch it for the first time because this trailer, I was like, this looks really compelling. Like yeah, this just, yeah. and it might just be about yeah, what you're saying, just people in a room as talking. I, as I recall, it is just about these different women and their like. It's just about a couple generations of families, you know. Yeah, their relationships with the other. It's like yeah. fried green tomatoes feels like a, a an apt comparison, but like not as not entirely, but like kind of that like vibe where it's just sort of about like. It's, it's just kind probably of about, not like, going to eat anybody in this. Right. It's about just like the lives of these characters. There's it's, right. you know, nobody goes to space. I don't think. <laughs> like, I mean, you never know. That's true. You never know. Well, you will know if you watch it, but when you watch yeah, the I'm going to watch Club. it. Yeah. Everybody check out the joy luck club. Hot <laughs> <laughs> ticket. The joy yeah. luck club. 1993. <laughs> uh, um, 
Any other thoughts on the Joy Luck Just Club? Just that, like, in my, seriously, like, in my memory, like, every book in the bookstore around this time was either the Joy Luck Club or the Client. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, those yeah. Are, those were the 100%. two fucking books. <laughs> and then yeah, something I mean, by Michael Crichton. It's the um, fucking Da Vinci Code of it all. Exactly. Where, like, it's yeah, such exactly. a flash in yeah, the pan. Pat- yeah, Patterson Airport books, yeah. Yeah. Um, this next one, boy, didn't know this existed. Oh, Undercover I, Blues. I, I have seen this movie probably 25 times. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love I Undercover just, Blues. I'm aware know, of the title and like I just didn't know who was in it, the premise or anything. I just love that in the 90s, every trailer comedy comedy trailer had the same music no matter what it was about it's just like this might as well be the music for like the uncle uncle buck trailer where it's just like (laughs) and they're like they're doing like fucking spy shit and it's like bluegrass playing (laughs) like why is this happening yeah they Um, all had the same wacky track that they used yeah Yeah, the same track and just like it's i i mean i miss it in a way where it's just like they just they just hammer in the premise immediately. They just tell you, here's literally what the movie is about. Here's the yeah. main character. Here's their situation. Here's what they get themselves into. And then here's the rest of the movie. And uh, we need more of that. Yeah. I agree. I, I guess so. It, yeah, this looks like a, it's what? It's Mr. It's, and Mrs. Smith. Essentially, basically. it's a sort of. It's Dennis Quaid and Kathleen Turner playing former CIA operatives, I guess, or like secret agents, really. Um, and they're trying to retire and because they have a new baby, but they get dragged into another mission, wouldn't you know it, just just by happenstance. Right. It's it's very like um like Beavis and Butthead do America. I know that's not the most obvious example, but it's <laughs> you know, it's just they're minding their own business and then a a a, con- a sweeping conspiracy happens around them and sweeps them right. up in it. It's and, the director uh, of Steel Magnolia's My Blue Heaven. Hmm. He also did Boys on the Side and then he died. But oh. I mean, I mean, would that I had run. that good body run. of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, I remember it being pretty funny. And there's there, the, the thing that I, I wrote it down on the dog, but I had to, uh, was so excited to tell you guys is the, uh, <laughs> the thug that you see them beating up several times in the trailer. They beat him with a, a, a stroller. They mm-hmm. knock him into an alligator pit in the, in the zoo. That is Stanley Tucci. Oh man! Play, playing a Hispanic thug named Muerte. <laughs> because we, I get, in the '90s, we were fine of, yep, with it's fine. this. Yeah, Tucci, like, close enough. Close, close enough. enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stick him in brown face. We're going. Unreal. Yeah, Sorry, I also have to know it's the director of Footloose too, which is probably oh, yeah. the most important one to point oh, okay. out. <laughs> yeah. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One, one, um, one, more, one more tidbit. One more tidbit. Oh yeah, that, please. That scene where Dennis Quaid is pummeling Stanley Tucci with a with a stroller. Stanley Tucci shows up in that alley to rob Dennis Quaid with a partner. His partner is played by Dave Chappelle. Holy wow. Mm-hmm. 93. Dennis Quaid God knocks damn. Dave Chappelle out. Damn. God damn. This this movie is out of control. It also <laughs> felt like in the poster too, it feels like a sequel and it's not, is it? No. Like if you look at the poster, I'll, I'll you know what? I'm going to link it on the doc. It looks like a look who's talking situation where like the first yeah. poster was just their faces and now they add I can, a child. I can, des- I can describe it to you exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's all three of them sit standing together. They're holding the baby. They all have sunglasses on and they're surrounded yeah. by guns. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this is a different one, but yeah, oh, okay. it's, it's similar um, where they all have sunglasses and it just feels like, I was like, is this a sequel to a movie I never saw <laughs> called like 
I don't know what undercover blue like one like it would mm-hmm. be an alien aliens yeah yeah, yeah. Um, or like yeah but, look who's talking vibe right Where yeah like, yeah change it, the title a little bit but not like a sequel does these days right oh, man. another exciting thing to tell you guys Larry Please. Miller is in the movie as a Cajun police detective what <laughs> yes. <laughs> And he is going all in. It's not like a light Cajun accent. This is this movie is out of control. It's this so is good. yeah. It's one of those movies like we did that um, brainstorm movie last oh, time yeah. with Chris where it's like all these celebrities in a movie I'd never heard of doing just this like where it's just like when when did this happen? Why didn't anybody tell me that this happened? Like and. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to. And Tom Arnold's here. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. It's like it's kind of like a sketch of the character he plays the following year in True Lies. My goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> going to have to watch Incredible this. film. Incredible film. Yeah. Speaking of things we have to watch, uh, Warlock oh, the Armageddon. Unreal. What's going on? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so did you hear? I knew about Warlock from just the poster like the video store the videos cover. In, the, in the in the video store yeah and also frequent advertisements and comic books that i would read right but, yeah i've never has anybody seen no warlock? no i've mm. never seen warlock yeah that's an oversight right because i'm looking at this and it feels very Wishmaster. like you yeah. turn someone into art and the art's like oh kill me um <laughs> it's the director of waxwork um, and one of the Hellraisers, so it's probably real gnarly. Oh yeah, um, man, waxwork, hell yeah! Why aren't we watching? Why haven't we seen all of the Warlocks, Dave? That's what. It, that's what's really bothering me. Like, why haven't I seen hmm. Warlock? Do you want to pause blind. and go watch it and come back? Yeah. Okay. I do. Warlock is directed by Steve Miner, yeah, who is the director of Friday the Thirteenth. Yep. Um, at least part two, right? Part, he did not the first one. The first one, Sean is Cunningham, but the, yeah, uh, he's he one also directed Howling H two O, my favorite film, and <laughs> Forever Young, and what? Forever Young. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, God. Hell yeah, Steve oh, Miner. Oh fuck! What's uh, happening? Shit. What is going on, man? <laughs> um, man. Rest, rest in paradise, Julian Sands. Yeah, I, I hope he finally got that warlock power he was searching for, yeah. or that medallion. Did wasn't he in the medallion? Didn't we just see him in the medallion? He was in the medallion. Yeah, yeah. That was was he shame. in the medallion? Wait, maybe I'm wrong. Man, I can't remember. <laughs> I was really high when we got to that movie. You can't just say <laughs> stuff like that. Like, medallion. Come Hold on, on. I can't just you can't just be saying Julian Sands is in the medallion. I think he's not. Um Hold on, I'm googling the medallion. Sorry, oh, he everybody. directed Soul Man too. Steve Miner, um, hell yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh no, he was. He was the bad guy in the medallion. Okay, thank Christ. Yeah, it looked like Julian. You know else Steve Miner directed? Wild Hearts can't be broken. Jesus Fuck. Christ! Yes. <laughs> what? Steve Miner, you fucking hero! Unbelievable. Yeah, I feel like he did a Highlander too. Seems like one of those guys. He seems like, seem one, like of one, guys. one of those guys. <laughs> like a, like He's a one Highlander of quiet making hero. a son of a bitch. Out of him. He's a quiet hero of the 80s and 90s. Lake, Lake like, Placid. My father yeah. the hero. Mm. Wait, did he do Lake Placid? Lake Placid. He sure did. Oh, shit. Yeah. Some Felicity. That's a, a J.J. Abrams 
Steve Mon- he's Mon- like yeah, the, yeah. the equivalent of a that guy actor. He's the Tom Sizemore of directors. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, how are you? You're everywhere. Um, Jesus, good Day for him. Day of the Dead. Damn. Hmm. Is he still going? He's still going. Yeah. He's still going. Doing, he's still going doing a lot of TV mostly, but yeah. He's doing something called The Exorcism at Lincoln High, which I'm guessing will be pretty straight to streaming but maybe uh, not maybe, maybe not. not maybe not maybe every next he, this time he, next year probably his, but maybe not his last <laughs> film was the 2008 direct to dvd jessica simpson film private valentine blonde and dangerous um, my goodness my so you know good Steve minor doing the work doing the putting work. it in yeah big yeah. bully Gosh! Big, big wow, bully. I kind of like Big Bully. That's fine. I I, I haven't seen it, but you know, he's like more man, power to Big Bully. Steve Meyer. It's just like you need someone to direct something. He's your guy. He's like fucking, he's your guy. He's just like he's like Liev Shriver and fucking some of all fears, where it's just like you need him to dirty work done. You just grab him. You grab, grab him. You go. Him, you, grab, you, you're gonna make Big up. Bully. That's what you're. That's get what you're doing. Get over in Big Bully. We need this movie to exist. Yeah, he's like, I'm on it. I know exactly what so you need, I, so that I can stump people at trivia nights thirty years yeah. in the future. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, well, let's move on to the next movie. To the Age of Innocence, the a Scorsese of film. Innocence, yes. I haven't seen this. It seems to just be Daniel Day Lewis stringing along Winona Ryder and Michelle Pfeiffer. It, it's just him, like being like. You're the only one for me, baby. <laughs> to both of them, <laughs> is that is that what this movie is about? Uh, I've not seen it. I can't I speak mean, to it. But that is I, what it seems to be implied in the trailer. Everything I've gleaned from this movie, from the trailer, and just from like osmosis over the years, is that it's basically Bridgerton, but in America. Okay, it's uh, wild that Scorsese. Like, like not, not the same time period, though. Apparently, this is this takes place in uh, nine. 1870s okay so not quite not not the same time period as right this was back when like scorsese was i mean he's always been kind of adventurous and you forget that but it's like you know he's known for one specific type of film and it's like man like what a what a i don't know he did this right after cape fear (laughs) oh no oh no yeah he did yeah. yeah um and right I mean, before just, Casino. It's just like, it's, I don't know, he wanted to do a sweeping period That's drama I mean. he, with like some actors and shit. Like got Dan D. Lewis and Michelle Pfeiffer went on a ride running around this Yeah, shit. when you look at his career, you realize like he's kind of done everything. He's done like, he's done horror, he's, he's done, right, he's um, done he's kids done, movies, He's romance. done music videos. Yeah. He's done four mob movies. So that's all anybody talks about. Right. <laughs> right. Like, um. Yeah, but he's done like yeah, he's done sports he's movies. Made, like, he's every type documentaries. of film. Yeah. He's in comedies, right? Um, I think if Bringing Out uh, the Dead isn't that technically a comedy. Yeah, it's uh, like, he's done some funny movies, but uh, I don't know if comedy is the actual. Is the king genre of comedy? Movie? I haven't seen that. Is that about com- mm, it's, comedy? It's black comedy, but yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's listed as comedy. What about wait? Hold it's, on. It's, Sorry, it's, now I'm it's just going Joker. through his career. It's, it's, it's almost Hugo exactly Joker. Com- it, is, it is just Joker. Um, I assume Hugo's not a comedy. He did um, After Hours, which I didn't realize he did After Hours. Not the... Uh, the Crack Show? Internet series, no. <laughs> uh, how'd they get him? Yeah. <laughs> man. He's, uh, I know this is like the innocence. dumbest statement. It's like, man, he's really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 director, I have it, you should get more every work. Time, yeah, every time I like watch one of his new movies, I have the same reaction. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, we know he's good, but then right. you watch it and you're like, man. 
then you watch it and also, or even just like look at like the list and like see the range, see like this just the sheer amount of movies that he's directed. Yeah, yeah, and like and, this- and they're all like you can you know there are a few maybe you've never heard of, but for the most part you can go that's a great movie, that's a great movie, that's a yeah. great movie. Fucking color of yeah. money, um, and this I mean yeah like is, is this the beginning of his re- brief relationship with Daniel Day Lewis? I think this How is many his first Daniel Day-Lewis movie. One, yeah. Okay, yeah. And it's I mean, it was nominated for five Oscars. Winona got an Oscar nom for this wow. movie. Mm. It's also always weird to see Daniel Day-Lewis just, like, play a dude. A dude. I'm like, right. where's all this shit on you? A relatively sh- normal yeah. dude. Yeah, like, what are you, method acting? Just a regular guy? Right. It's like, it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, like, almost alarming to see him just, like, sitting down regularly at, like, lunch. It's like, oh. Yeah. What's oh, happening? you're a oh, man. It's... You're a human man. Right. <laughs> That's not right. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's like seeing a clown without the makeup on yep. or something, where it's like he's always got a bunch of shit on him. Uh, or he's doing something that's just like so doing... intense and like. Yeah. And then this one, he's just like, I don't know which woman I should marry. Yeah, what shall I do? All right, relatable. Yeah. Surprisingly relatable, <laughs> sure, sure, Daniel sure. Day Lewis. Yeah. Usually you're glowering about who to murder for oil. I was going to say, like, yeah, are you going to beat one of them to death with a bowling pin? <laughs> you make me nervous, Daniel yeah, Day-Lewis. Just your presence in a film makes me nervous. makes <laughs> uh, you put a top hat on him. You're like, oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Like, Get out the of here. only person ever who put a top hat on. Like, oh, shit, it just got ten times worse. <laughs> he, is, he is the only person who's scary in a top hat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's talk about striking distance. Let's because do it. From the director of Roadhouse, who's by the way, his name is Rowdy. Rowdy. His name is Rowdy, Rowdy Harrington. Harrington. Yeah. I never saw this movie, and I'm realizing oh, that's a big oversight. <laughs> and judging from the trailer, it seems to be lightning involved. The, the and mer- Tom the, Sizemore's there. Tom Sizemore shows up. Of again. course. It's the mid it's the early to mid nineties. Tom Sizemore will not be gone. Yeah. It's it's a crime movie in the nineties. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's in it. <laughs> What? It's a it's a taser. the The killer uses a taser. Well, that's not gonna striking kill distance. Yeah. I think he also. I can't remember. It's been a. Lo- I have seen this movie several times, but it has been probably twenty five years since I watched it last. Right. Um. I do remember the story is is Bruce Willis was a former cop, and I mean they give you all this in the trailer, but like they were chasing a serial killer. He found he tracked it down and found out it was a cop that was doing it. And so he kind of lost his career because he he busted the guy instead of like wiping and sweeping it out of the rug or something. Okay. So now he's just mm. like boat police. But wouldn't you know it, bodies are showing up in the river again with the same oh, he's MO. McNulty. Yeah. Season mm. two McNulty. They yeah. put him on boat. They put police. him on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Named him Tom Hardy and put him on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> his, his name is Tom Hardy. That Perfect. that is amazing. That is, yeah. That is an action guy name. Like that sounds like an. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's incredible. They need to remake this with Tom Hardy as Tom Hardy. Oh, oh yeah, they should. Tom Hardy is Tom Hardy. <laughs> if you're familiar yeah. with the movie Striking Distance, you know, so the, in the original, the, 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 <laughs> char- the main character is Bruce Willis, but it's, the name of the character is Tom Hardy. Tom so Hardy. Uh, that's why. That's why we're making this movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, you Sarah Jessica Parker. Back. <laughs> I just have a uh, note that the conflict in this seems to be that he's partnered with a woman, and that's it. That so she's funny. a woman. Oh my God. I never that done Sarah this Jessica partner. Right. Yeah, and they're like, "Can you believe it? It's like it's like being partnered with a dog. Like it's just like yeah. a woman cop." <laughs> right. I mean, you <laughs> right, right, like, it's like, like, 
movie from like the mid to like early nineties called <laughs> Woman Cup. Yeah. <laughs> got Tom a woman there, playing like, basketball. Yeah, right. I just watched um, um yep. I just watched The Bone Collector. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those movies that like Hannah walked in on it and like witnessed a scene with Ed O'Neill and um fucking Angelina Jolie with uh fucking um Denzel Washington, like in a scene, like why? Did, how did this happen? You know, like how did how did this event come together? But Angelina Jolie plays a beat cop, and they have to give her. They literally do one scene where they say she was a model because, like, they just couldn't justify it in their they, heads. They, could, they were though. like, "How could she be a cop?" <laughs> right? Like they never bothered God. to explain. Like, how many movies did Arnold play a guy named like Tom Tucker? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you, yeah you, it's fine. They're all Nobody beautiful. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a Hollywood film. Right. Yeah, but I they decided, like, Angelina Jolie, no. It's just, we can't. can't have she that. can't just be a beat cop. That's weird. Like, Street Fighter didn't bother to explain why U.S. Colonel Guile has a thick French accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Why would they? Well, um, why would they need to? <laughs> I, I do uh, think one thing movies are also missing just based on this trailer is uh, uh, car chases where a, a line of cars goes over a slight hill and they all catch a little bit of air. Oh, yeah. And then drop down. Not, not enough of that anymore. We it's used to do that. We used to do that. We used to be a proper country. Is, is yeah. What yeah. We used to be. We, I feel like... I don't, I don't know. Car chases, you know, they, they definitely have gotten more advanced in like your average movie. They can now strap the cameras to the cars and do these like wild sequences. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just need one of those like long lens, far away shots of a car jumping an yeah. LA street. Um, that says it all. Yeah. yeah sometimes everything I need to know. Need yeah. to be awesome. There's a reason bullet came out. 50 years ago people yeah. still look at that car chase I, I just need an awesome car chase i don't know i i also have to note that tom atkins is in this movie he is and, this this movie uh, is Dennis full Farina. of i was about to say this movie is full of cop actors yeah what do you think was their like old milwaukee budget on the set like how many like pbrs were drank like Tom Sizemore, Dennis Farina, Farina, Tom One million. Atkins. Andre Brower yeah. is in this. Andre Brower is in it. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, this movie is out of control. <laughs> this movie has an incredible cast. And yeah. I, I wish I could... I don't want to spoil. I'll, um, I don't want to spoil who the killer is, but the killer is another one where you're like, "What the fuck?" Oh, that's <laughs> great. Like, it feels <laughs> like there would be like a literal pissing contest on set because it's like also Bruce Willis is the head of all this it's just such fucking yeah gruff motherfuckers oh yeah oh i gotta see this movie yeah. it's, I gotta uh, see it's, it. it's not bad it's not bad it's it's uh i remember it being a totally serviceable 90s crime thriller mm. nice um this next one i gotta say i just have no interest in the program um, the program. I don't watch sports movies unless I'm forced to. L- l- don't get me wrong. I-, I love Omar Epps. I love Halle Berry. I love James Caan. Um, I love 90s hair. Chip but, Shrek. Like, you love Chip Shrek, don't you? Um, Wait, who's Chip Shrek? Chip Shrek is, is Max Shrek's son in Batman Returns. Oh, that's Chip Shrek. <laughs> the he, that's the really jacked dude is Chip Shrek, yeah. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. This is from the director of Down Periscope So you know, and, and King Ralph. So like part oh, of me wants yeah. to see it. Yeah. Hell yeah. And Major League. But um 
what is this? What's going on here? Is it just foot? It's just football. Yeah, it's a college football movie. And they're just yeah. standard. Yeah. I think it's just like yeah. the problems that like young football players have in their lives and on the field, and they. I assume they get through it and win the big game. Me too. That would this be nice is wh- for them. So, <laughs> this is why I don't like most sports movies because it's such a most sports movie. And I'm not saying all there are a lot of great. And obviously, there's a lot of good sports movies, but sometimes it feels so binary where it's yeah. like they're going to win or they're going to lose and then they're going to learn something. And that's yeah, when sort the, of like it. The sort of crux of the plot is like uh, the game, right? There are the two right. options and it's like, okay, well that's, it's, there's only so many that, times you can, that's why a lot of sports movies don't do that. And I, I tend to like those movies when this I watch one, them. This one, as I recall, I, I haven't seen this one in probably 30 years either, but as I, this one is more like, following the different players as they enter college football and it's 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 less about like winning the big game and more about like what the college football program does to these kids mm-hmm. like as they're That's struggling to succeed or accomplish yeah. their dreams and stuff like there's like i remember like, like school too right right yeah, it, yeah like i, I remember game like that too i remember that i only watched that movie once but i remember that being very good yeah. And it was about recruiting. That's what it was. It was about, yeah, recruiting this kid. Like, um, Did you get um I, it's kind, it's kind of similar. Well, I haven't seen, I haven't about, seen yeah. He Got Game in forever either, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that one was about kind of like the pressures of your leaving high school and your, and all these, like in that. In that case, it's about like a guy I believe who's really good, and all of these colleges are like courting him. Is the idea? Um, but again, I haven't seen that in a while. So you're saying this is kind of like that? Well, he's being like, he's being like recruited by Denzel, who's in prison for murder, is right? Isn't really? That, isn't that he got game? <laughs> and he's solving that? crimes with Angel- well, Angelina like, Jolie. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. I I I saw that like, like fucking he, once. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I remember it, liking it, but it's a uh, it's it's a little bit different because it's like he it's he got games about one character, but this is about like an ensemble, right? And it's about um, yeah, kind of, and it's more about like he got game is I think more about like the d- different kinds of pressure dynamics, and this is more specifically about the college football program, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is why like most I this is why I'm not fair to most sports movies because even this. It sounds like it's not really about the sports. It's just that the trailers always make it seem like it is, you know. But yeah. this seems like it's actually just about the people. Yeah, um, like I know. The pressure. Um, I do remember that Chip Shrek ruins his life with steroids in this movie. Aww. Like he, he ends up fucking blowing his career up because he does so many steroids. Like I remember that in the program. Right. What's his actual name? It's oh, Chip An- Shrek. Andrew something. I forget. It's a. Yeah. It's like a um, Polish last name oh, I that see i always I mispronounce um, he was also in yeah. hudson hawk as butterfinger brynarski andrew brynarski yeah. oh there he oh, is fuck. he's on he, firefly yeah yeah he played leatherface in one of the Texas he sure did. Yeah. Yeah. The Michael yeah, Bay ones, get yeah. on him right. get on him so what yeah a, what a career the program it's the fine program all right it's 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 kind of like blue chips uh, like i have the both of those movies in the same rolodex in my brain if that right. makes sense yeah well, let's talk about the main event then. What was yeah. number one on this weekend? Mm. Why it was the Good Son, obviously. Obviously. Have we all seen the Good Son? Of course, of course, David. 
You're starring the star of the Some More News movie, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah. I've seen The Good yeah. Son. <laughs> <laughs> From the director of The Forgotten. Sure. Um, this, uh, I think, and I've watched this movie fairly recently, um, and it's not just because he's a friend of the show. Um, I think this movie rules. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So I, I, mean, I. I haven't seen it in a long time, but like, I remember it being like pretty good. It's, you watch uh, it and it's like, like haunting. Yeah. Yeah. What are the odds that you have two like huge like actors as children, Elijah Wood and Macaulay Powerhouse Culkin? Powerhouse child actors, like they're both yeah. really, really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and they're just doing what is essentially a '90s thriller, um, where it's like it feels like any other '90s thriller, like Cat and Mouse. It's the hand, that, but, it's the hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah, almost. But they're children. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that is such a bold thing to do, and they must have known right away, like we really have to do this right because. Otherwise, and I remember this being so fucking edgy at the time. Like, oh my mm-hmm. god, I was alone. I was forbidden from seeing it, so I got the novelization. And like, the novelization <laughs> kind of like was it disturbed me because he yeah. dra- he drowns his little brother. It's like fucked yeah. up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. He explodes well, like a fucking tremor <laughs> on the rocks. God, yeah. Oh, he, oh my god, you're yeah. right. Oh my he god, gets he, he sure gets does. tremored at the end. Oh, I. I must have blocked that out or something. Yeah, spoilers. Oh, his uh, own mother, I his believe. Mom, his own yeah, mom dropped murders she, has to, she has to pick between the two choose, of them. Yeah. Yeah. And she, 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 she picks Elijah. And she chooses Wood. the good son. <laughs> yeah, who is not like I don't it's like a cousin or something, right? Like it's his cousin, yeah. 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 Like his Elijah Wood's mother has just passed away uh, after a battle so yeah, with stays, cancer. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I so would he's argue... staying with his aunt while his dad, who is, is David Morse, I believe. Yeah. It, either his dad is David Morse or Macaulay's dad is David Morse. But anyway, David Morse is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, his, the, point his is, dad, yeah. the point is, is David Morse is there, right? Uh, his dad goes up and does something. So he's staying with his aunt and his uncle and his cousin, Macaulay Culkin. And uh, yeah, and it's Macaulay Culkin just gaslights him the entire time he's there because he's a psychopath. Yeah, it's it's a very irresponsible premise, which is what if a kid just sucks? Yeah. Like what if a kid's just yeah, what evil? It's, evil kid, yeah. It's, it's bad like, seed. It's bad seed. Yeah, yeah, and it's like what do you do? Well, you kill it. Right, like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, what if you have a uh, kid that tortures animals? You, you kill that kid. You shove yeah. him on the pile of rocks. Throw him in the ocean. Throw him in the ocean. Maybe not right away, yeah. but if you, no, have you to choose you between him and like a better kid, you know. Um I just want to note that the woman in this is the fucking commissioner and the naked gun. Um, and that's just like the only two things I know her from. Um, and that's neither here nor there. But uh, this is also like, I can't imagine like, this must have been so fun to shoot as a kid. Like how old do you think they were? Like, was it the kind of thing was, was it like the shining where the kid didn't even know it was a horror movie? Or do you, you think right. they you must've had, had, had to, to explain They're in yeah. every scene and, they like gotta be like twelve ish. Like oh, yeah. they're probably yeah. old enough to this know is, yeah. uh, about 13, taking yeah. a life. Looks yeah. like if, 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 I mean, filmed in ninety two, ninety three, whatever. Yeah. God damn! I want to watch this movie now. Yeah, they would. If people haven't known. seen The Good Son, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Go see it. It's really good. I mean, again, I haven't seen it in probably more than a decade. Man, um, but. It's like it's a hit. I've seen it in the last five years or so. I know it's, that it's it's surprisingly dark. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's dark for the premise that it is, but it like goes further than you would expect. Right. Yes. And again, a lot of hype at the time because uh, let me see where he was. Like, had he done like Home Alone two? One yet? and two at this point. He had yep. done one and two. 
My goodness. Looking at his looking at his uh, IMDb, there's a uh, fucking uh some more news. That's right. Um <laughs> Uh that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um he had done Home Alone he had done My Girl, Home Alone Two. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah he and, was, I think he, was, he just yeah. he just had like he was just uh, about to get even with dad. Getting even but, with dad yeah. and Richie Rich, I think, is all he had left after this before he kind of quit for a while. Yeah. Oh, man. Elijah had, uh, yeah, Forever Young, Radio Flyer under his belt. Uh, the Witness, The Adventures of Huck Finn. Man, he did so many things when he was a kid. That, that Huck Finn movie I really liked. I need to revisit that and I see if it's, it, it, was the, it was the Disney one. I remember liking it. Yeah. But maybe... Uh, it's racist. It could also be very, very bad. <laughs> it is a Huck Finn movie from the nineties, uh, written by the writer of The Mummy. Oh, Stephen Summers. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. And Mark Twain. But, and Mark. But, you know, Mo- mostly you know. Stephen well, yeah. Summers. Most but of the Mummy. I think guy. we can give a lot of the credit <laughs> to Stephen help. Summers. <laughs> we know where all the good ideas came uh. from. <laughs> oh man, the good son. Ah man. Should we uh, thank some producers, Dave? Yeah, I guess so. Sorry, I'm just like dwelling on this really film. Really dwelling yeah. on the good I'm just stuff, living man. in it like a toast. 1993. Yeah. yeah. The hit. <laughs> All right. Let, let's thank some more producers. Big thank you to Deborah's Awesome, Barbara's Great, and Cancer Can Go to Hell. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus-driving vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless Yelled Hype as he Thank burst you. through a window. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you so much. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you so much. Thank you to Funky J Mostly Comes Out at Night. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Issue 3 is out now. Gorge yourself on our fiction gorge. Thank you. Thank you to Jay, the Crow Baron Khan. Thank you. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Look Mom on a podcast. Thanks. Thank you to Mabel. Step on me. Step on me. me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Mulem Defoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to Mongolian Throat Skanking. Thank you. Thank you to Mr. Tell Your Wife How Many Patreon Subscribers You Have Before You Agree to Buy a House. Thank you. Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie. Thank you. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream and Space McNulty. Oh, yeah. All right. We got some news stories. Um, we Just a follow-up, because we mentioned this last week, Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher decided not to scab. Mm. Yeah. You know? After both doubling down on their decisions yeah. to scab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. And they were like, you know, we thought about it for a bit, and mm. for no other reason, we decided not yeah, to. We got Bill Maher double tried bullied. To, yeah. 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 Bill Maher tried to say, like, oh, they're doing negotiations again, so there's no need. Like, he tried to do it in a way where, like, Drew Barrymore at least was like, I'm sorry I was wrong. I would still argue, like, yeah, you should have figured that out earlier. Yeah. But, you know, better late than never. Never. Bill Maher is like, I didn't do it for any other reason, but there's a development. It's uh, so he, he had to, transparent, embarrassing. Yeah, he had to do it in a way. I, I'm almost, I, I'm, I don't even know if it was his idea, you know, like, uh, if they were like. Wait, to, to not do it? Yeah, like I could see producers coming oh, to him and being probably. like, "Listen, yeah. we're not doing it, but you can well, make it sound it, like it was your idea." Probably, and like who, who knows, maybe, but like, uh, think part of it probably is that like you can't get people to want to be a guest on your show, right? Right. Like, he, if you're gonna scab, you're gonna, but you have a show that has like actors and all these people who are like involved in politics, they're not gonna want to support you doing that. 
Um, right. So you're going to have trouble right. getting uh, good people to actually be on the show. Um, and then what are you going to do? You're just going to like improvise and who's going to wokeness for an hour. Like who's going to yeah. buy ads for it too. Right. Who's going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, Coke doesn't want to sponsor your show, Drew, because they don't want to get yelled at online. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a silly thing. And then of course, like seeing the tweets and the blue check marks, like when he first, when Bill Maher first said he was going to do it, everybody was like, good for you. You you show those writers, these like fucking weirdos. And now they're like, yeah, good good on you, Bill, yeah, for being... Take that, other not yeah, writers. Like, it's, it's just really funny, uh, like the weird little blue check mark well, reactions. It's, it's, it's hardly even worth mentioning Twitter anymore. Oh, for sure. Right, because he's going to lock it behind a paywall in a week. It's, yeah, it's just funny that he's winnowed it down to just the people who will root for faceless, soulless corporate entities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as long as they have, like, the proper cultural signifiers. Um, yeah. But even then, they're, like, very vague, and it's just like, well, will the left be mad at this? Then I right. think it's awesome. Wait, will the left be mad at this instead? Well, I th- never mind then. As long uh, as yeah. it hurts people that I don't like, I support it. Yeah. Exactly. It's very silly. I also uh, like but... just the idea of, like, uh, you know, there's no end in sight, so we're going back. Uh, oh, now that there's uh, negotiations on the table, we're we're gonna stay on strike. No, 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 Bill, you stay on strike so that negotiations will happen. Like, yeah. like what? That's there's like no actual like even internal logic for oh, know, yeah. doing com- either choice. It's completely nakedly self-serving, and the excuse of like it's so complicated. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, it is, but like this isn't complicated. Not in the bringing, way that he's talking right, about. Right, bringing yeah. back a whole show like this not that complicated. Yeah. Uh, I, there were there people speculating, and I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sure Bill Maher didn't think this, but also I can't imagine how bad his show would be without writers. Like oh he's, God. his show is already bad, but it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go up there and like riff. And I, I'm imagining producers being like thinking about it for a second, being like, we, can, we can't do this. We can't, we can't do happen. this. <laughs> yeah. That's actually why they canceled it. Is they did one day of filming with Bill Maher just winging it, and they're like, we yeah. gotta wait, we gotta wait till we have writers. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Right. This is all well, no. very racist and, and also unusable. Like, right, and also like not in the way that like when like Conan did his show, where it was like, see how bad it is on purpose right. because we don't have writers. No, no, Bill's just like, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, this is. Mm. Um, You're not making a point, and it's not good. So yeah. I had to write my own material since 1994. Oh man, oh Bill Maher, <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> he sucks so uh, much. <laughs> um, speaking of stuff, um, they're making a Paranormal Activity stage play, and I just yeah. needed to shout this out because, like, and also a Stranger the... Things stage play. Okay, so that I get. Prequel. Prequel. What is this? Just Prequel. people sleeping? <laughs> like I, what? What is that going to be? Yeah, what is that going to be? Is 80%... the audience like? of paranormal activity is us watching their security cameras while they sleep. Yeah. yeah. Paranormal like, activity, I've, I've, okay. So I've seen every single one. Um, same. Oh, my, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, some of them actually have some moments where I'm like, that was pretty good for the most part though. They completely rely on like, basically every movie is one of those YouTube videos where it's like stare at the screen until the thing jumps. Until the jump, you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of people just being very quiet for long amounts of time and then someone essentially popping a balloon. And it's like, as a stage play, like, what is that? It's, yeah. I guess, yeah. Here's my, here's my guess. Oh, no, say, you guys say. Well, I, I feel like it, it, of any, like, movie in, I don't even know if it's, it's 
paranormal activity is like its own genre but like that does seem appropriate for a stage play because it is these static shots to in right. my mind right like okay so, you build a bedroom on stage and then you just have a couple like the 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 the, the appropriate way to approach this was to write like a a story about a couple right like here's right. their relationship here are the problems they have in their relationship and we're going to write a story about that and then we're going to infuse these like moments of like scaring you uh, into that but it's going to be more like an intimate like that was just so... a couple stage like or, like uh set sort yeah. of right play. actually now that we're talking about it the more i think about it a paranormal activity stage play could be really good Oh no! I was. That's what I was going to say. I think it might be better than the movies. Oh, so yeah. the other yeah, thing about yeah, Paranormal exactly. Activity is that it's all found footage, which is the opposite of a stage play. So what I think might have happened is I think some writers were like writing this this play with a demon. They're like, D- I think we just accidentally wrote a Paranormal Activity, and they're like, well, we can get the rights. Like that's what it feels mm. like. Is it's probably since they can't just have them sleep on. It's probably like takes place in a bedroom. And it's about a demon, and it's probably like way more dialogue than the the movies. You like? Oh it, yeah, I, yeah. It's yeah. like a like a, like a play, like a very personal sort of story um, of like a couple or like a family or whatever um, with yeah. a demon. And yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's like. I do like my version where they're just in bed sleeping, and the audience is sitting there like. I don't know what I expected. I guess then, they got my money for this. And then this. like every 30 minutes, there's just like... This. Somebody in a sheet yeah. comes out. Every now and then, every now and then, there's like a mistake show where the cast just actually falls asleep. And like the ghost comes out and like they don't react and they're like, ah, shit. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see. I'd watch that Sign too. Me up. I'd, yeah. watch, I'd watch either version, the good version or this other good in a different way version. For sure. Uh, some final news. Just continuing this story, Elemental is now the top streaming movie on Disney+. Hell yeah. Plus. yeah. Elemental success story. This story was a, of the year. <laughs> yeah, this was a bomb at the box office. And oh, yeah. like, it's, the, it's like Disney relearning that a lot of their video, their movies succeeded on home video. That's why they had those like VHS, those amazing little VHS sets. Like kids' movies are generally things you put on a loop for your child mm-hmm. right? Um, the more reason, than you go to a theater. The reason they got to remake The Lion King and make a billion and a half dollars is because of home video. It's because yeah. mm-hmm. there was a generation of kids that wa- wore that VHS out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, it, isn't, didn't Elemental only like bomb like in the first two weeks? Right. The problem it is... Had, yeah, it had a better it had better second and third weekends. Like when I it think. left the theater, it was oh, like, yeah, no, it, it got, made a lot yeah. of money. It was like For a success. Sure. Yeah. The problem is though, is that like their current model is the opposite, right? It's i think what we're what they're realizing, hopefully, is that like the model where it's like it has to just do amazing at the box right. office? It has to make one money opening weekend instantly. and then it's on yeah. streaming four weeks later. Yeah. That is like fundamentally the opposite of how most <laughs> yeah. kids' movies succeed, where it's like The Land Before Time. I don't think they got their money for that movie for the theaters. They got it from a, a generation of kids being traumatized on VHS. Right. Um, similarly, that movie Crater that got pulled off of Disney Plus, cult movies are the same, right? Where it's like they get big later, and like, yeah, the model is just clearly not. Yeah, you just had don't give these movies opportunities to be successful. They don't get to make um, money, and that like way. the marketing is usually 
not necessarily representative of the movie too. So like your marketing isn't like setting it up for success and your actual model of like distribution is not setting up for success. So unless you're, yeah, like unless you have like the Barbenheimer effect, uh, you're not going to have a successful movie because you don't even give them time. People right. don't, aren't like, yeah, people like to go to the movies, but they're not like clamoring to go every weekend. Yeah. So like if a movie doesn't do well in one weekend, it's like, well, then people might see it later. Uh, just let right. them have the time to do that. It's really streaming is like, it's a business model that I feel like we just figured out too late was like, it's like, owning a, a, a store that rents out chewing gum. Like it's one, it's like a business model that when, when you do, after you do it, you're like, wait, none of this works. Um, mm -hmm. And they're like locked into it. And like elemental just seems like a good example of that where it's like, imagine if this was a rental situation, like they'd get so much money off of elemental. Yeah. And um, be, there, yeah there'd be no copies at, at any store you go to. Right. But top streaming on movie on Disney plus, what does that mean? You know, it's like, <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, it's a meaningless metric. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, the best fucking like <laughs> the coldest turd on the pile of steaming turd. Right. Yeah. And like right. for Excellent. Disney, they're like, who cares? You know, like it's not getting people b signing up more, you know, it's right that's the only way they can make more money that they can have this growth that they want. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah, it's really bad. It's all, that is funny. Yeah. Like top streaming. Well, so the people that subscribe to your service already saw it. Yeah. yeah so a, a bunch of, a bunch of people watched a big new movie on your streaming service the week you put it on there. Yeah. Right. I'm not, exactly. I'm not yeah. surprised. Let's, it was the top thing on Disney right. plus. Like I'm imagining week. the people behind the movie are like excited. And meanwhile, Disney is probably thinking like, this doesn't mean you get a sequel because you didn't perform where it mattered. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they may delete the elemental. fucking movie from the app before the end of the year. Exactly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Fucking mad. They love doing that. Show. That 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 movie you mentioned, Crater and the Willow Show, they made existed the for show. a matter of months. They yeah. didn't even exist for twelve months I, before they I was deleted like, both of those things. I was excited for the Willow Show, and I was just like, I'm gonna get around to it. Yep. It's not going anywhere, right? And sure enough. I can't fucking believe that. It's so weird. What it's a, not what a yeah. dumb time. Yeah, movies are cooked. Yeah, movies are cooked. They really are cooked. Uh, cooked. Uh, well, let's uh let's keep going then. Yeah, Cheers. let's let's do it. Let's name some more producers. <laughs> Big thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Numenol Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to pre order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre orders are super important. Thank you so much. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. We'll do that with horses. Mm, thank you to Sorry Cop, World's Most Laughable Centrist. Cole Meany's going to have something to say about what you're doing to those horses. <laughs> Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. So convenient. So convenient. Thank you to the midnight patron. What patrons at midnight. Thank you. All right. Uh, let me swoop in here. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to the producer formerly known as the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to the 2B Terror Bunny. Says support workers. Egg David Zaslav. Thank you. Save a couple eggs for Bob Iger, too. Mm. Uh, thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent. 
the Y. Thank you. Thank Think you. Of, why don't you take a flying fuck at the moon? Thank you. Think it of your mom. Thank you. And think it is this because Pie Guy liked being last. Thank you. Dave. My goodness. Dave. What? What? Sorry. Here we I'm are sorry. At, at the end at the end of all things, Dave. Yeah. We're at we're at the intersection point of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I need to know before we can get out of here is if you have a movie that deserves more hype. No. <gasps> oh, good. <laughs> I have two movies. So uh, one of them we might have already. Bastard. One of them we might already covered, but the full trailer came out, and I was like, I, I, I don't oh, know. I know. How I'm very not. excited. Yeah, but let's 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 eat our vegetables first and talk about <laughs> once within a time. Now, once within a time is a a very unique movie. It's not for everybody. Um, it's a real get high and watch. It is coming in limited theaters October thirteenth. It is um, just a, like real fucking nuts. <laughs> what did you guys say? This is. It's like um, didn't we watch that? Weird I was I was trying to movie? think of the name of that movie. The um, Forbidden Room. The Forbidden Room. Yeah, it has that vibe. Yeah. People know that it's like a silent film, and it looks gorgeous and haunting, and it looks like it's like weird CGI mixed with maybe found footage, but probably originally shot stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's directed by some guy who is apparently famous and Philip Glass does the music. Um, this person hasn't made a movie in 10 years. What's his name? I have a feeling I'm going to really fuck up the name. Um, Godfrey Reggio. Th- uh, yeah. That's, or that Reggio. Sounds like it. Yeah. It's, it's, this one's produced by Soderbergh. Um, the last one I believe was produced by Scorsese. I want to say this director's um, so- last movie. You mean? Yeah, um, basically they. Uh, this is I I don't it's it's a post apocalyptic movie, but it's just mostly like a very experimental fucked up movie. It's in a lot of um, like it's playing at a lot of like modern art places right now, but it has a limited release. The thing that's really like really bothering me is that so you're you, everybody's picturing this movie right, like really cool weird special effects like stop motion found footage if you've seen the forbidden room the thing that's just like itching at me is in the the imdb the first person credited is mike tyson and i like double checked Hmm. to make sure it wasn't just like a guy named mike tyson but it is in fact the hangovers mike tyson so it is a guy named mike tyson no Mike Tyson. It's not from the just hangover. any guy Mike, named Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, it's but Mike he Tyson. is a guy named Mike yes, Tyson. But true, it's true, true, the true, true, Mike true. Tyson. And I don't know why that's happening. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't understand. know why he's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why I don't not? know if it's if it's found footage, like if they used footage of Mike Tyson. Well, right, because it doesn't appear as though there are like scenes really. Yeah, and he's credited as an actor, not as himself. Right. Um, uh, So I just, that's weird, right? I don't know. I don't know what this is. I need to see it, though. Yeah, it looks uh, really interesting um, and uh, just visually just uh, new and uh, incredible. um, But also what's going on (laughs) with it. Right. It's, it's It's two things where it's like, if Mike Tyson wasn't in this, I'd still want to see it because it just oh, looks yeah. really fucking artsy and cool and beautiful. And Phillips glass, he makes good music, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they're like, and Mike Tyson's in it. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? 
Why? Okay. <laughs> roll it back a little bit. One second. Mike, yeah. Mike Tyson doing anything to a Philip Glass score is like, boy, I got to see that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I need to know why that's happening. Um, um, and then, cool? like, like the, uh, the the basic uh, like description of the movies just seems to be it's about the end of the world and the beginning of a new one, which after seeing the trailer i'm like all right yeah that's what that was a, that's what that's about i guess yeah it's like this really uh, it's it's described as a bardic fairy tale about the end of the world and the beginning of a new one so it's like it's like about like a, a cosmic change um the director also said you will be surprised how much your ear may see and i was like is it gonna see mike tyson biting it like what does that mean <laughs> um that, that did but, seem like an unfortunately specific thing for yeah. him to say yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's terrifying. But I mean, it seems yeah. to say that he's going to do a lot of stuff with sound. I mean, right, it looks right. yeah. it looks gorgeous. It looks like a piece of art. I'm not sure yes. how much of a of a narrative there's going to be. Um, yeah, but... that's the thing. I like when watching it. I was like, oh, art. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, think that's it nice for be... us that we're still doing that. I don't think it's a feature length. I think it might be only like 50 minutes. Um, but that's okay because our, our next one is also a piece of art, just a different type of art. <laughs> it sure and is, Dave. Mm. I'm not sure about this movie, just to be clear, but it's like, I can't not talk about this movie. It's called Monsters of California. It's coming out on streaming October 6th, so you can watch it soon. Uh, it stars Casper Van Dien and Richard Kind, and it's, you know, directed by Tom DeLonge. Yep. It is written From and directed by Tom DeLonge. And I, can a, any guesses on what it's about? Aliens. It's, it's about, about, a, it's about aliens. a group of teens uh, discovering a government conspiracy to cover up UFOs. Yeah. I lost my mind when in the trailer, Blink-182. I could handle sure it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the slow down, moody version. Because like, the trailer. Dumb little voice shows up. The trailer up. lets you know right away Tom DeLonge is like, the inspiration for this movie i didn't know right. he directed and wrote it actually um but like trailers like from the imagination of tom DeLong, which i thought was like oh they're just saying because it's about aliens right but uh man when that first track dropped i just what it's, a it's like beautiful it's like we get it man you have access to that band it, like <laughs> it's so good and it's like it's that it is that sort of like approach to tra it's that trailer thing where you're like oh we're gonna take this like radiohead song but it's a, a choir of children right. are gonna sing it or whatever it is and it's still the song it's still tom DeLong singing but like there's there's a, a vibe to it that's taking right. itself very seriously and it's, it's beautiful it's <laughs> very funny it's if you're it, familiar just, with Blink-182, it's this. of course it is. It's the song Aliens Exist. Yeah, it's so the song just, you think it's going to be. So he, put, he put the song he wrote about aliens it's into the so movie good. he wrote about aliens. It but makes it's, me. It's slowed down and moody. Okay. It makes me not have faith in the movie. So I'll explain why. That Remember when Fred Durst made the movie The Fanatic? I um, celebrate the, the yeah. year, the date when Fred now Durst decided to make the film <laughs> The Fanatic. That movie is like a thriller, right? And so he knew... It's like one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knew, like, for the trailer, have, like, thriller music. He didn't stink Limp Biscuit in it, right? Right, right. And, and, like, there is a scene, I just, counterpoint, there is a scene in The Fanatic where Devin Sawa puts on Limp Biscuit and comments of how good Limp Biscuit is. What but, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's in this that's... movie, The Fanatic. If you haven't seen The Fanatic, I don't want to spoil it for you. Just dive right you into that must. nightmare. <laughs> that movie's a fucking nightmare, and I love it. Um... But point is, is that he knew not to put Limp Bizkit in the trailer. This doesn't 
feel appropriate to have Link-182 in the trailer for Aliens. It just doesn't seem like the right tone of the movie. It doesn't. Even though the lyrics are clearly like describing like the premise right. of the movie it still doesn't feel right it's very yeah, it I, seems like a bit of a joke in a not a in not a aware in the right way kind right of like way. The, the trailer isn't that jokey it's not as trail as jokey as that song would make it seem and it's like maybe you have a scene where they're listening to it that's funny easter egg obviously but for the trailer I, it's like some producer was like, we really have to play off of the Blink-182 of it all, because otherwise no one's going to see this movie. It's really, because he's written a ton of other songs uh, that are, like, a, with Angels and Airwaves, and then also on his own, that are, like, really right. kind of more broad and uh, bigger uh, soundscapes and stuff. Like, he gets really... Uh, just more atmospheric with that band so it's like and and a number of those songs are also about the same kind of shit so it's like why didn't you pick one of those right. why did yeah. you go with the, the pop punk song yeah the music thing is very funny i guess watching this trailer if i didn't know tom DeLonge was involved um i would be so uninterested in this movie yeah because it looks really generic and like it, there's nothing there's nothing interesting about this trailer to me other than obviously the the, right. the, the music involved okay slackers aliens and then they take down there's like some government guys in like smocks I, it's just like doesn't seem like there's anything going i feel on. like the trailer knew this too because they're like they're like literally saying it's from the imagination blink 182's tom delange and it's just like oh yeah they really want it's again it's it's every article everything about this is like blink 182 it's right. that alien freak he's making an alien movie um and yeah like going on streaming it's like perfect i'm not gonna go to a theater for this god no i don't know i, I listen i'm happy to be proven wrong i don't have faith well, in this movie listen, that deserves no. more hype uh, number one Tom DeLonge super fan I'm gonna rent this movie um, yeah. I agree the trailer looks not very good the, there's no personality in it whatsoever like yeah. I got there's like nothing it doesn't convey any sort it of has personality that, right. it has that color that Netflix color scheme you know the one where yeah. it's like very blue very red yes it looks um, just like a very like cookie cutter like man like uh, assembly line sort of Netflix movie with yeah. the premise of like aliens and teenagers um, which is, I mean, and again, proven wrong. Maybe we will all be eating yeah. crow. But you'd think if it was a Tom DeLonge movie, like it would, it would have personality, right? Like you would think would, you, yeah. you, that would come through a little bit, and it just doesn't seem like it. Could be a bad trailer, but could be. Um, it just seems like even even like the little the little jokes and moments of levity are like that's that's just a canned little line. Like that's not. Yeah. I don't know. We're definitely going to see a monster in it. Oh, yeah. There's going to be an alien. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my reasoning is because um, a guy is in it who has played only aliens and monsters. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at his car. He's the predator and prey. So it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. There's that, a, that's going to be an alien. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, an yeah. alien or monster in this movie. Absolutely. Um, and it would be amazing if this was about how they don't exist. Like, if it was just like... Like some weird, like self-loathing movie, right? About how like now they don't exist. I wasted my I life. Fucking life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
Um, yeah, no, morbid curiosity. That's why this deserves more hype. It's just like I got, I gotta see it. Obviously, right, right. It would have would have um, been the ultimate, and I'm sure he tried. Um, but it would have been the ultimate if he got Duchovny in this movie. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, that new Pet Cemetery, um, that has Duchovny in it. That's sure all I'll does. say. Sure does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, End of statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's I think it's like got a Sentence studio behind complete. it, so I'm like, I'm not gonna say much more. But it does have David Duchovny in it as I believe. Isn't he the old man, but young? He's he's the guy who's. Oh, he might. Well, he can't be. I thought he was. The his guy, character's name is Bill. I thought he was the guy who brings his son back to life because the, the I know that the movie is the story that Judd tells Lewis in the movie. Oh, okay. About like the guy whose whose kid got killed in Vietnam, I think. So he buried right. him in the pet in the pet cemetery, There's or in no... World War Two or so Korea. The movie is the lot of history down that road. Like, yes, it's, yes. It's, it's the it's a movie it's, that it's the history down that road. Yeah. It's one of those movies where it's like, there's a reason they didn't tell this story. Like right, they, like it's they one of do those. Tell that story, and it's creepy, but like it's like at the the three minute like, version of that story. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's like yeah, there's yeah. a reason that the movie wasn't that story. That's just it's it's a supplemental story that you're not supposed to like make a movie about. Um, but they're doing it, and I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I might probably. wait for you guys to watch it, and then I'll. <laughs> we probably sure. will. Probably gonna watch uh, it. We've watched yeah. a lot of pet cemeteries. Pets cemetery. Pets on, fri- cemetery, on Friday yeah. nights. Um, listen, we're just mumbling about movies now, so I think that's a so. Woo! Woo! So We've done did, it. Uh... Mm. Cody, Cody, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Always a joy. Do always you have movies? Always up? movies. No, yeah. No, do you have anything you want to tell the world again, like a plug again, or like just a statement? Believe in you yourself. Know? Um, and you know, uh, don't let your failures define you, um, Cool. It's how we react and what we do in response okay. to those failures. I'm um, going to say, don't believe in yourself just to mm. balance it out. Okay. Uh, so should I say, don't check out my band, the hot shapes? No, so no, no. You... I won't counteract that. Okay. So okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Check out some more news and even more news and the hot shapes. <laughs> They're all good in different ways. Nice. Yeah. Um, we, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You go on there, uh, we have uh, exclusive podcasts, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spielboys. Mm. Uh, every Friday night, we watch movies with our patrons. We got a special treat uh, this time. We do, that's right. We do. Yeah, because there's so, something so we have to celebrate. Will we watch tonight. Pet, yeah, will we watch Pet Cemetery Bloodlines at some point? <laughs> absolutely. Without Probably. having seen the movie, absolutely. Mm. So yeah, check it out. We should watch oh, Pet Warlock. Cemetery 2 as well. Oh, yeah, and Warlock. Yeah, and all the Warlock. War- We've got to get all those mm-hmm. Warlocks in there. We also have yeah. a store. Head over to GameFleetUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get a t-shirt, stickers, mugs, posters, all sorts of things to so slap your Pet Cemetery peepers onto that. Oh, yeah. All right. And uh, bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. bye.
Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.